When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Well, here we are again. We knew we would be doing some sort of emergency live stream during this, uh, what is it, Wednesday Wednesday afternoon, and here we are, and we knew we'd be having more Deshaun Watson news. My video yesterday was still concerned. Are we still concerned about Deshaun Watson? Everybody closing the door on the potential risk of Deshaun Watson. I had Tony, the attorney, on to talk about some of the risk. We talked about why he still is a risk, and now we have more reason to be concerned. This isn't over. It's just not over yet. I know everybody wants it to be over, but it's not over. Um, there's so much that can still happen. There's so much unknown. There's still, in terms of claims, there's still a statute of limitations until uh, March of next year where people can come forward with new claims. And as Tony the Attorney said on the show yesterday, a new unknown claim where the NFL isn't aware of it, like let's say Watson didn't disclose everything to his attorney and the attorneys didn't ex- you know, disclose everything to them, there's potential for the NFL to have to reinvestigate every single new claim that comes up. And that's that's a whole different issue than what we're talking about today. What we're talking about today is that the NFL appeals Watson's six-game uh, suspension decision by a retired judge and arbitrator of the situation, Sue Robinson. The league has filed its appeal into Sean Watson's suspension per source, according to Adam Schefter, and details of that are more facts on the appeal, background, and what it means. Any response to the appeal by the NFLPA must be filed in writing within two business days. Commissioner Roger Goodell or his designee will issue a written decision that will constitute final disposition of the dispute and is binding, meaning that whatever Roger Goodell decides next with his gavel, Judge, jury, executioner, because yeah, maybe, maybe Sue Robinson, I just dropped it, maybe Sue Robinson was brought in to make a determination, but this is still set up in a way that the NFL is the puppet master of the entire situation, because Roger Goodell, if an appeal happened, now gets full and final authority, That, that statement I just read to you at the end here, that This final statement here, written decision that will constitute final and in binding, final and binding decision of what's going on here. That means Roger Goodell says it's a year. It's a year. Doesn't matter what Sue Robinson said or did. Now, she probably will never want to be involved with anything ever again if Roger Goodell circumvents her entire decision and direction of this. But now Roger Goodell does have the, the power to say out indefinitely. And you must reapply. Or he could just say, hey, games, let's try not to rock the boat too much in either direction. That is my prediction. My prediction is eight 
to 10 games. Why? Because he can't rock the boat too much on the Sue Robinson making the decision, giving her all the power. We've got a middle middle uh, middle person that's going to come in and make a decision so that I'm not doing everything judge, jury, and executioner. People don't like that. Roger Goodell brought this process in for a reason. And I don't, I don't think he circumvents it too much. He could. He could. The NFL shocks me all the time. He could. But the odds are he'll do a little bit of a wiggle room, a little, little bit of a, a bump upward, eight games or nine games or maybe maybe can get away with 10 games and then it doesn't make sue robinson's decision that much crazy like crazy low it means roger goodell's just baby bumping it up just a little bit just a little baby bump just a little nudge just nudge it up to 10 eight games something like that that's what roger goodell's gonna do i think there's very little chance and again goodell could 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 shock me very little chance goodell doesn't give this at least a two to four game bump. I, there's, I just cannot see it. If Goodell, Goodell's already got a big L, a big L. Six games was a big L for the league. Whether you want to agree or disagree, I'm not talking about what you feel. I'm not talking about innocence until proven guilty in a court of law. That is different than violating the league's personal. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Conduct policy by setting up 66 to 100 of these situations, putting the NFL and Watson and the team and everybody in this bad predicament and situation. He violated the league personal conduct policy. If you come in here and say he didn't violate, he's completely innocent. You're crazy, Smitty. This is innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, it is for the criminal or civil or whatever side of this that we're talking about. But he most certainly, most certainly, so much so that Sue Robinson said he can never have a massage from anybody outside of the team for as long as he's with the team if he wants to not be suspended. If he wants to uh, uh, stay inside the lines of the of the league's requirements for him to be on the field and only serve the six-game suspension, Sue Robinson said, in that, you cannot get a massage outside. You're no longer able to make your own decisions when it comes to massage. Now, somebody's going to tell me that isn't uh, the fact that this guy's violated the league personal conduct policy so much that they're ripping away his decision-making to have a massage outside of the team facility or the team designated masseuses. This this is crazy to even argue that he hasn't violated the league's personal conduct policy or put everybody in a bad position. So don't even try it. You want to talk about innocence, guilty, whatever. That's fine. There, the, the claims that are made, the details inside the claims, who knows what's true, what's not true. That needs to be ironed out in the court of law, whether it's civil or or if it ever went criminal again, which these could go criminal at any any uh, new claims that come through could go criminal at any moment. The the previous claims have already been looked at by the DA. None of those claims are going criminal unless new evidence is is uh, sub, uh, submitted or something like that. But any new claim is a completely new case. Any new claim, the DA would be looking at that claim to see if there's any evidence 
that is different than any of the others. And all these are different situations. So there could be a potential criminal case down the road. It's crazy to act like that can't be possible. Okay. So here we are. Here we are. I said it yesterday. It wasn't over. I said it yesterday. The day after. Here we are. Um, we also have news on Hollywood Brown that we got to get to. Hollywood Brown was arrested. Uh, this isn't a good look, but we'll, we'll see how, you know, there's a lot of reports saying they don't think any league discipline will be handed down, but the way the NFL is, is being looked at right now, they might just hand out discipline like candy. Who knows? Who knows? But he was arrested for criminal speeding, Hollywood Brown, um, excessive driving excessively fast which can be classified a few different ways according to this report here. Brown was not present for the portion of practice available to reporters. Before Wednesday, he had been out of practice while recovering from a hamstring injury. It is a rough start to training camp for a player trying to get reps with a new quarterback in a wildly different scheme. This is kind of a bad look, Hollywood. Kind of a bad look. You got your boy Hopkins out there with the PEDs getting suspended. Then you can't control yourself. For a minute, while we're trying to get through the rapport building process between you and your good old friend Kyler Murray, which rapport still needs to be reconnected and rebuilt. It's not going to be just there. It's not like going out into the backyard throwing a football together. You got to build the rapport. Hollywood Brown goes out and gets a criminal speeding ticket. And I know it's a small time thing, but I was rough on Leonard Fournette when he went out and got a criminal speeding ticket, which eventually kind of resulted in, in, in his ousting out of Jacksonville because the guy just couldn't focus or concentrate or try not to disappoint the team or his players or the locker room. Leonard Fournette's a constant disappointment. That's why I don't trust him, period. And and this guy, Hollywood Brown, given a rare opportunity to come in and be the savior of the Cardinals wide receiver room, possibly the savior of the entire Cardinal franchise walking into the 2022 season because we were put in a big bind when DeAndre Hopkins decided to do what he did. And now Hollywood Brown goes out and just can't keep his foot off the gas pedal long enough to, 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 to stay out of trouble. And now we're sitting here looking at maybe a potential missed game or two. Who knows? Maybe not. Early reports say maybe not. But who knows? That's guesswork. Guesswork at best. We don't know what could happen. We don't know what the NFL is capable of doing, clearly. So, I don't know if we're out of the woods with Hollywood Brown. Hey, Smitty, are we worried about Hollywood Brown? I don't know. I don't know. I wish I did know. I wish I could give you a clear indication whether Hollywood Brown's going to suffer any kind of league punishment. I don't know. Nobody does. And at this point, we don't know what the heck Roger Goodell's going to do in any of these situations. So, good job, Hollywood. Way to go. Way to, way to, way to do the Cardinals dirty the way Hopkins already did it. And it's like, we already have the toughest schedule in the entire NFL in Arizona. As you can tell, I'm in Arizona. I'm an Arizona Cardinal fan. I'm a fantasy person first, of course. You never see me bleed in any bias at all into my fantasy analysis. I know some of you probably laugh at that and say, oh, he's really biased. I'm not. I'm not. I come objective. I'm here ripping on Hollywood Brown. I'm not here to defend him. I'm not here to tell you, oh, it's criminal. It'll be fine. Uh, he'll, he'll, he won't see any kind of suspension. I'm not here to do that. I'm here to give you the truth. The truth is I'm disappointed. The truth is I'm very disappointed today. I'm very disappointed in Hollywood Brown. I'm very disappointed in Deshaun Watson. I'm very disappointed in 
the NFL process in general. I'm very disappointed that a guy like Calvin Ridley, who does deserve to be suspended, gets suspended one year. And a guy like Deshaun Watson with pending cases and all kinds of situations that are, yeah, needing to be proved in a court of law, sure. But there's a lot of evidence and things he's already admitted to. This situation gets you six games. And then you got players like Alvin Kamara who are beating people civilians with his buddies kicking them to the ground while they're unconscious getting kicked and punched and and this individual gets to play they're going to push forward everything we'll just use the legal system to tie up everything so that I can play my name's Alvin Kamara so I can play because I'm such a good guy everybody says oh he's a good guy he's a real good guy real good guy so I'm a little disappointed today I'm a little heated I'm a little disappointed I'm a little tired of the NFL's inconsistency. I wish I could know what to expect with the NFL. I wish, like Tony the Tiger attorney said last yesterday on our show, I wish Roger Goodell had a heavy hand that was at least consistent. Consistently heavy. You did something, boom. You did something, boom. We don't know what he's going to do. He's too manipulated by the situation, by the money, by the facts, by the, the PR. Everything's about PR. So, you know, I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if I mean look at look at Hopkins, look at Hollywood, look at Kamara, look at the situation we're dealing with. I'm not saying that PED should be allowed, but what I am saying is Hopkins and Watson shouldn't be serving the same length of suspension. I said it. You can be upset about it if you want. You can try and defend Watson. There are a lot of people that do, and and that's fine. I'm not here to presume guilt, but I am here to presume that Watson has a problem and the NFL is not even talking about it. The Browns aren't even talking about it. I'm disappointed in Hollywood Brown. I'm disappointed in the commissioner. I'm disappointed in a lot of people right now. And on that note, you want to call in right now? Let's Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Call into the show. Dial 602 And we'll we'll take uh we'll take some phone calls here, but goodness gracious. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people are like, yeah, now's probably not the time to call it. No, go ahead and call in. Your boy Smitty's here for you. Let's talk about this situation. Let's talk about Hollywood Brown. Let's talk about whatever you want. Dial into the show. Just disappointed. Just disappointed right now. Rondell Moore to the moon. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it depends. Hollywood may not miss a single game, though. So, you know, we'll see. But if Hollywood rounds out a game or two for, you know, for this, or who knows what details come out. Everybody thinks they know, right? It's not going to, nothing's going to happen. We don't know. We don't know what the details are yet. What if, what if there's something else added to this? What if, what, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Ryan says Hollywood will be fine. We don't know that, Ryan. That's a complete and utter guess, Ryan. A complete and utter guess. I appreciate you, though. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. What can I do for you? Uh, I just want to talk about the uh, whole Deshaun Watson situation. Okay. Who am I talking to? Uh, I think it's. I think it's pretty. Who am I uh, talking bullshit. to? Austin. Who? Austin. Okay, go ahead, Austin. Uh, I think it's pretty bullshit how Roger Goodell picked. Judge Sue L. Robson to judge the case and to give Deshaun Watson the most fair punishment. 
And um, watch the, the watch the language, by the way. Watch the language, by the way. Hello. <laughs> okay. All right, call in to the show. Call into the show. Dial 602 NFL. That guy didn't want to continue, apparently. Once it told me he couldn't. <laughs> God. What's up? What's up, problem? You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. What can I do for you? Hi, it's uh, John. What's up, John? And, uh, I'm just calling to tell you guys my super sleeper combo if you do this i think it's win uh league winning you take uh you take saquon at the you know second third turn and then in the 13th round you get matt Breida. and i think even if saquon gets hurt matt Breida will still get your third round numbers he'll still get you 15 points a game so that's my super steel super lock uh all right trying to get in every draft okay so. matt Breida. i mean uh, Breida's always had a little Breida's already always had a little talent you know but we'll see We'll see, my man. I think like Devontae Booker, you know, he got 15 points a game. I think Matt Breida could do that. And they uh, they got the most improved offensive line. They get the first round pick, the Giants took an offensive lineman, and they spent money in free agency. And if Saquon is Saquon, you're going to get a top five running back. And if he gets hurt, Matt Breida is going to get you top 15. So okay. that's how I look at it. You heard it here. You heard it here. John's telling you take Breida, take him. Okay, pal. Appreciate you. Call All back right. if you got another question. Call into the show. Uh, thank you for the super chat problem. Appreciate you being here. I haven't seen you in a while, so you need to show up more. You need to show up more. Doctor's orders. Non-doctor's orders. Um, Let's see here. If he can't use vulgar bad words, then he doesn't want to speak to you. That's, you know, that's not the first time that's happened. I can't speak vulgarly. I'm out of here. <laughs> but uh, Dollar Bill says uh, Rondell Moore to the moon. I got that over here already. Rondell Moore to the moon. We'll see. I mean, I, I like Rondell a lot. Good character guy. Dude can, can bench and out squat so many people. Linemen. Out bench and squat linemen. What's up? You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Hello? <laughs> what? What? Okay, hang up. What's that that fear mechanism people have where they they, they weren't expecting me to, to answer yet, and so they just hang up. What? 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 You're live on the fantasy football show. Who am I talking to? I got a question. Who am I talking to? Can you hear me? Yeah. Who is Charlie. this? Who is this? My name, my name is Charlie. Charlie, what's up, my man? Hey, I have a question. Yeah. Okay, so I'm in a keeper league. Okay. I get to keep two players. <clears throat> my options are, and I draft 1.03. If I keep Jonathan Taylor, I lose the third pick in the draft. If I keep Javante, I lose my seventh pick in the draft. Or I could keep Leonard Fournette and lose my tenth pick. I get to keep two of them. So my question is, should I keep Javante and Leonard Burnett, lose my 7th and 10th pick, and then draft whatever best player is available at 3, 
or should I wrap up Jonathan Taylor and keep him and Javante? Easy, easy. This is child's play. JT, you keep. Plain and simple. Because think about it. You you get what? You you keep Leonard Fournette, big deal. Okay, big deal. You then you get your third round pick in, in, in what what you maybe lose Jonathan Taylor. Like and so what you get who? You get let's say you get Najee. I like Najee, but you get Najee and Fournette. I don't care about that. I don't care about that. Give me JT. There's no huge advantage whatsoever. Javante in the seventh round. Javante in the seventh round. You just walk walk to the bank. Walk straight to the digital bank when when we're done. Keep JT. Keep Javante. Go crush your league. You're going to dominate him. Thank you very much. Yeah, I mean that's that's easy. It's easy call. I I mean I'm not saying Leonard Fournette's a garbage keeper. But I'm just saying, when you have an opportunity, like the the difference is when you can keep somebody else. Like like like, like let's say this is a question between JT and Javante, and you can only keep one guy. That's when JT becomes almost expendable here because Javante is very close to JT in my in my assessment. Now you could disagree with that if you want out there. I don't really care. That's how I feel. Javante is close to JT. You keep Javante in the seventh round, and then get your first rounder. Like Najee and Javante versus if you just have one keeper and it's JT, well, now you get JT and you don't get that Javante. Like, so it's a clear, clear, clear cut answer. Had you had like Debo in round 10, that would be different because now you get Debo, Javante, and a, a number three overall pick or whatever it is. That would give you Najee. You'd have three amazing, unstoppable players. You don't have that situation. You have Fournette. And Fournette might be good to some people. Fournette might be a, a decent value to a lot of people. I don't know. I, 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 it appears that way. And while he's okay, he's okay, he's nowhere near the start you'll have with JT and Javante. And you'll still have your second and your third and your fourth and your fifth and your sixth. You're creating a, a conglomerate monster machine right yeah, here. Yeah, but I would have, just to be clear though, I would have, let's just say I drafted Derrick Henry or Eckler or whoever I wanted, right? Or, or Najee. I would have one of those guys and Lenny I know. and Javante. I got yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Just make sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to keep Taylor. I agree with you. I'm going to go Taylor and Javante. It's Taylor, bro. It's the number one pick. Like, you will lose him if you throw him back, right? Yes. Yes, you'll lose him. So you'll get Henry. So Henry and Fournette are not better than JT and whatever player I draft. No, no, no. I would have Henry, I would have Henry, Fournette, and Javon. No, I know, I know. I'm just I'm comparing the situation yeah. of just J- JT. You keep JT, yeah. you don't have Fournette. You throw JT back and keep Fournette, you have Henry and Fournette. You already have Javante regardless. Javante's already smoking a cigar right. on your squad right now, bro. He's sitting with his feet up. There's no conversations here. Javante's already on the team. Okay. He's made it. He's yeah, the he's the leader. He's smoking a cigar. He's sitting his leg his feet up, and he's already on your roster, just like this. So you need to, in my opinion, go get a player that's going to be as good as Fournette anyway in round what was it round ten. You can do it. You can take a Damian Pierce. You can take a you can take a Tyler Algier. You can take a uh, I don't know somebody that could literally hang with Fournette. You know, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's a guarantee. I'm not saying it's a lock. But, like, give me that scenario all day long. JT in the 10th rounder over Henry and Fournette. Yeah, I agree. I think whoever I would draft at three and then plus with Fournette, there's too much risk in those guys compared to Taylor. I'm not saying Taylor's, you know, doesn't have risk. They all do with injury. But I just feel like, you know, Henry coming off injury, Eckler, 
he's got his own issues. CMC, if he slips, he's got his own issues. And then for net, you never know. That guy gets hurt all the time. Not to mention, he's out of shape again. Not to mention, bro, that you're. This is still keeper value here, right? So every year you get to keep these I two can't guys. Keep Taylor again. This will be my last year with Taylor. Last year with Taylor. I okay. Can keep, I can keep Devontae again, and then for net, who cares? I probably never yeah, keep yeah. him next year, anyways. Yeah, yeah, but you couldn't keep it. You couldn't keep whoever you're drafting in place of Taylor for for more than the one year, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I could. I can't keep Taylor because I mean, in this league, you can't keep your first round pick. Yeah, so Taylor, so, I draft him in second round. Last so year. you take Henry in place of JT, and the, you keep Fournette. You can't keep Henry. Like you can't keep whoever you draft with this. Correct. Yeah, so this easy call, easy call. You're you're walking in with yeah. Javante and JT, and it only costs you a first round pick. You. You have a huge advantage over everybody right out of the gate. Yeah, but everyone else has keepers too. But I hear you. I mean, like Debo, someone's keeping him for like a seventh round pick or yeah. something like that. And, you know, so yeah. But does does anybody have JT and yeah. Javante? No. I mean, does anybody have anything close to that? Probably not, right? No, they don't. Yeah. yeah. Running back there, that's for sure. Hopefully, you get some good receivers in there. Nice work, man. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Love later. The show. All right. Appreciate you. All right. Charlie just dropping bombs on his league vamp do you hear them talk about isaiah mckenzie on mcafee uh no i didn't i didn't you're live on the fantasy football show who am i talking to this is t-bone t-bone what's up my man do you think russell wilson will do better this year than last year yes yes i do do you that he has the potential to win the Super Bowl. Yes. I do. Because I'm thinking, you know, Tom Brady moved, he won the Super Bowl. Stafford. Stafford moved, won the Super Bowl, and now it's not. It's not an exact science T-bone, but I think it's possible, yes. And I think that that this team is loaded. Um, They've got underrated wide receivers. they got the most underrated running back in the entire National Football League. They have a good second running back if anything ever happened to him they have a good tight end rotation the defense offensive line it's all good enough if Russell Wilson's good enough to go the distance it really is now could it be the last place team in the division still yeah it could and that's not a knock on Denver that is the AFC West and so whether it's KC whether it's the Raiders whether it's the Browns I don't think the Chargers have a a shot in hell to not be in in the in the playoffs you know, they'll be one of those wild card spot teams at least, or they will win the division. I think they win the division. But Denver, KC, uh, the Raiders, any one of them could, could be last in the division and not make the playoffs. So in the same breath, could the Broncos uh, win the Super Bowl? Could they win the division? Or could they not make the playoffs at all? The answer to those is all yes. <laughs> the, the possibilities there for all of it. Uh, it's a crazy division, bro. It's a crazy division. How how do we know who's going to be the, the odd man out? And is it possible, that they, since they all play, play each other twice and beat up on each other, is it possible for, let's say, the Chargers to win the division and the other three teams, the Broncos, the Raiders, and the Chiefs, is it possible for all three of them to grab the only three wildcard spots? It's certainly possible. I don't know how likely... Because they're all playing each other twice, they're beating up on each other. I don't know, but but I think Russell Wilson's going to drop raindrops 
all over the place on the field. Look fantastic. He's motivated. He's got a better arsenal of weaponry than he's ever had before, whether people want to admit that or not. Uh, Jerry Judy, he has something to say about whether he's as good as these other wide receivers that Russell Wilson's been messing with for years. And people think maybe he's not. People think maybe it's Cortland Sutton. People call Cortland Sutton DK, and they call uh, Jerry Judy Lockett. But the, the truth is, these guys aren't parallel wide receivers. You can't even compare them. Like, Judy is a combination of, of both wide receivers. Cortland Sutton isn't DK Metcalf at all. He's different. Uh, but these are good wide receivers. And KJ Hamler has something to say about who's the best wide receiver on the team. I'm not saying he will be. I'm saying don't count him out. Don't count out KJ Hamler being the, the, the star here. True. What else yeah. you got? Be uh interesting to see. It will be. That's all I got, Smitty. Hey, appreciate it, T Bone. Call on anytime. Um Crazy, crazy news, guys. I'm going to keep refreshing Twitter and, and see if there's anything from, from Rappaport and Schefter and anybody else. Uh, more on the appeal and the ruling. Looks like, uh, let's see, let me let me pull up this right here and let's read this. Let's read this and, and see. Um, Appealed six-game suspension. Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson seeking a tougher penalty for violating the league's personal conduct policy. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to? Yo, it's Kilpatrick. What's up, Kilpatrick? What's up, Smitty? How you doing? Um, really quick, got a couple questions for you, actually. Um, first one has to do with, like, uh, kind of late-around wide receiver values. Um, guys like uh, Debo and Cop, like, last year they – Cup went, went like the fifth round and ended up being like one of the top wide receivers. Debo went in my league around round nine, so round eight, round nine. He went. Who do you see in this current year's like uh, draft player switching situations or getting a new quarterback? Who do you think out of like the bunch in, in between rounds like five to ten? Who do you think is going to pop off the most? Um, I mean, let me give you. Not just players that are changing teams. Let me just give you players that I feel like could pop off. I mean, look, Hollywood Brown has the potential still. We don't know if he's going to be suspended, though, at all. We're not sure. Um, if not, he, he still has a good opportunity to to be a top like 10 to 12 wide receiver, especially in the first six weeks of the season with Hopkins out. So he's definitely one of them. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown's not moving teams, but this guy's situation is improving around him. And he arguably could be my favorite wide receiver that is not being drafted anywhere near like high-end wide receiver two value. He's more of a, a wide receiver three, like a high-end wide receiver three. In some cases, a very low-end wide receiver two. But this guy has wide receiver one potential, and he proved it all year. He proved it all year when he was the number two wide receiver in the NFL from weeks 13 through 18. Weeks 13 through 18. This is not like 14, 15, 16, or in the last two weeks, the last or three out of the last four games. Week 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, six games in a row. Not one big game and then a bunch of bad games and one big game. Literally, weeks 13 through 18, top five wide receiver. Narrow it down. 
any way you want. Week 13 through 15, week 13 through 17, week 13 through 18, week 13 through 15. Any way you filter it out, he's still in the top five. Means he was consistently number two, number three, number one, number four, number five. The entire way, week 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. That's unbelievable consistency. That's not an outlier that you don't trip and fall into that. I know they were injured. I know there was not a lot a lot of options there for Goff, so it was force-feeding time. But doesn't mean that it's not true. Doesn't mean he won't carry over. Doesn't mean that maybe if dialed back a little bit, he won't still be an absolute monster. This could be a top 12, top 10 wide receiver on Ross St. Brown. His metrics were off the chart too. Like unbelievable stats for this guy. Um, in terms of efficiency, I like, I like, uh, so that's probably Elijah Moore, Elijah Moore, Elijah Moore and I'm on Ross St. Brown. I have something to prove. These are guys that could explode. I don't know that everybody's, you could talk about just players moving teams. These two guys, St. Brown and Elijah Moore feel like they have the most bang for the buck around like wide receiver 20 to 30 for people. And they could be top, they could be top 12. Um, Bateman, there's some upside there, I admit, even though I think it's a little bit premature because I didn't see enough that proved to me that he was going to be able to do that. Um, trying to think of, of, you know, Lazard's going to surprise, but I'm not going to put him in the St. Brown category, but he's going to surprise. Uh, let's see. Sky Moore's got some upside later, but I mean, you want, you want explosion, bro. Iuke a little bit. Iuke, it could be either Iuke. Or Elijah Moore, St. Brown. That's going to be the three wide receivers I identify for you. Okay. Yeah, no, cool. Um, what about um, Allen Robinson? Um, do you think he's going to... What do you think about him? Do you think he's going to be a smash this year? Or do you think it's going to be kind of just the same old story with him? You know, maybe, I... Uh, I th- year or two? I'll be honest. I wasn't really sure. And then I've seen a lot of good stuff coming out of, of the Rams you know, situation and practices and, and footage and reporting. And there's that catch, you know, where he just dominates. Uh, uh, I forget who was covering him. But dude just ripped the ball from him and just like stood up like I own you. And I was just like that moment I thought to myself, okay, A-Rob still got it. I don't know if he'll stay healthy because that's a concern for me with A-Rob. And, this, and I don't know what it is about this this spot. I just feel like A-Rob... You know this this Woods A Rob wide receiver spot Odell Odell like they can't keep this this second wide receiver healthy for whatever reason but and I I think A Rob fits the bill for another guy that could get banged up you know so I don't know I'm a little skeptical of taking him too high but if he stays healthy I think A Rob I'm starting to come around on the A Rob's gonna have a big year so I, I like him but I don't know yeah, that he's yeah. falling I mean he, sometimes he goes a lot higher than St Brown bro. You know, so it's it's crazy how right. high he can go. But I, I do like A-Rob right now. A-Rob's looking like a man. He's looking like a man playing with, with some boys on the field, little Pop Warner, uh, you know, kids out there. So it, it looks good. It looks good. And he's got a good defense to play against too. So, I, I you know, this, he's lo- looking right. good against that defense is a good thing. So I like A-Rob right now. I'm starting to really come around on him. But depends on the ADP. Depends on the cost of entry. He's still an injury risk. Give me... Give me St. Brown and, and all day long over A-Rob. That's me. Doesn't mean I don't like A-Rob. Just give me St. Brown. Do I like A-Rob over Woods? What do I look like, Tanner? Woods is c- recovering from a torn ACL on a new team, learning a new system with a bad quarterback. Tanner. Tanner, take a lap for that one. Take a 
All right, what else you got, pal? Uh, yeah, just one one more quick thing. Not so much a question, but Trey Lance is looking like a dog. Of course he and is. Luke is looking great. And um, I'm really excited for the 49ers this year, man. Yeah, I mean, he... he Thank Trey, you for everything, man. Yeah, Trey's a, a monster, bro. He's a monster, and all the doubters are going to have to come up with some other reason why to doubt him. Oh, or because he's got such a good situation or... Whatever. People are going to hate on him regardless, but Trey Lance is going to the moon. That's why he's one of these moon men, pal. The moon men. We don't throw people on this list like it's nothing. You don't earn a spot on the moon men list just for walking down the street. Space moon says. You know? All right, man. Appreciate you. Right, right, right. Call in anytime. Later. Kilpatrick. The man. I mean, you don't just trip and fall into being a moon man. The moon men dropping loads in outer space. Space monsters. I mean, that list is for the elite of the elite, if you know what I'm saying. <clears throat> Smitty is still an Ayuk daughter. You clearly aren't watching my content then, media, because that, that is a silly, ridiculous statement. In fact, that's a table, take a lap. Take a lap statement right there. Smitty's not an IU, I mean, IU doubter. I, I knew about IU before you even knew how to pronounce his or spell his name, Meaty. Take a look. Smitty doubts IU. Buying Godwin in Dynasty. No. No space, Ricky. I'm not. This guy has to prove healthy. I'm not just buying into him yet. He's already injury prone coming back from a torn ACL. Things happen. Uh, injuries could could occur. Uh, hamstring injuries oftentimes happen for wide receivers coming back from torn ACLs, and he's an injury prone wide receiver. So, Kenneth Walker over Rashad White, of course, of course. I like Rashad White, but Kenneth Walker is a top five to ten potential running back. You know what I'm saying, Broski? I knew about him at ASU. Says meet the woo. So did I. Media. Media, you want to, how many laps do you want to go on today? Yes, you are, bro. You keep saying take him super late. Media, we got to take him where the ADP is. What are you going to do? Take You take him in round four because you get excited about him. But what separates the men from the boys, bro, when you're talking fantasy football, is knowing ADP and knowing when he's a steal. I, I keep saying over and over, this is like the fifth show in a row. The fifth show in a row, media, that I've said Ayuk is one of the bigger steals in round seven. You draft Ayuk in round seven, you can win a league. I've been saying that for weeks, media. So how on earth am I down on him? Because I won't take him in round four like you? Unbelievable. Some people don't listen to my content. They hear it, but they don't listen. Or they listen and they don't hear it. I don't understand media. I take Ayuk in like every draft. I've seen Smitty take Ayuk in multiple drafts. There you go. Perfect comment. <laughs> it's like my secret weapon, wide receiver three. You take Hopkins and Ayuk together. I talk about this all the time. Take Hopkins and Ayuk together around that seven round range. And you get both of them. And you have Ayuk come in and say to Hopkins, you're not taking this job when six weeks are over. You aren't taking Hopkins when 
Hopkins this job when the six weeks are over and you're back because I'm going to run with it, run away with it, and then you got yourself an awesome dilemma on your hands when Hopkins can't even replace him because Ayuk's blowing up. I'm not high on Ayuk. You you clearly haven't been here in months, media. Clearly. How you feeling about Eli Mitchell just realized uh, he ran for 960 yards in 11 games, I'm very impressed. You should be very impressed. Mitchell is uh, one of the most underrated late fifth-round running backs you're going to find in fantasy football. And if you cuff him to both the backups, which will feel uncomfortable to you, and a lot of analysts will tell you not to do it. You can't afford to have three running backs in the same roster taking up one spot. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can, and yeah, you will. If you want to have the security of this Niner running back situation, which is a almost guaranteed low-end running back one in this offense. Almost a guaranteed low-end running back one. You tell me why you're willing to risk not having the right backup. If you draft Eli Mitchell, you draft Sermon, and you draft Ty Davis-Price. And this other kid, Jordan, we got to keep an eye on this kid. He might become the, the, the number two there. It's a very messy backup cuffing situation. Know that. But Eli Mitchell at 5.10 or 6.2, like you could punt running back two and he can save you. Love him. Love him. Um, Davis Price Mitchell is running back two all season long. Yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be Davis Price. They drafted him to be that. But this Jordan kid looked phenomenal. Davis Price dropped the football. They put in the Jordan kid. Boom. Looked, he looked, he looked good. I, I mean, he could, he could very quickly, you know, not be in the in the picture at all. But I'm just saying, Shanahan betrays fantasy owners. I'm almost concerned that he'll mess around with Trey some more. That's why I say you got to own Trey. Trey, Trey's been looking pretty lights out, and I know a lot of people want to clown on that, but he, he's looked good. You're live on the fantasy football show. Who am I talking to? Uh, Smith. I'm talking to Smith. Yeah. All right. What's up? Well, what's up, Smitty? What's up? All right. So, all right. So this is this this is the the dilemma. I'm in a sixteen uh, t- uh, sixteen one keeper league. All right. Okay. I got I got Josh Allen and I got I got uh, Stephon Diggs and, and I'm gonna be drafting in the tenth spot. I know it's hard because you got to figure what everybody whoever you know everybody else who they keep it right. You you know you probably figure the top top fifteen sixteen players. Who would you who would you keep in this in, in, in my case here with the tenth spot? Do I keep Diggs or do I keep uh, Allen? Well, is it's a one QB or two? It's a one uh, one QB league. Yeah, I mean you got to keep Diggs because I mean where are you drafting Allen? You drafting you drafting Allen at twelve overall? I'm uh, I'm picking ten. Or ten? Would you draft? And it's a it's a snake league. It's a snake league. Yeah, I mean, it, I, you you can't write in Josh Allen at number ten overall. Damn, I know. All right. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, would you draft? Like, if you did a startup draft, would you draft him ten overall? I, I tried it. You know, in a mock draft, it didn't it didn't turn out too good. Yeah, <laughs> I don't imagine it did because you could get Joe Burrow around five. You could get Joe Burrow around six. I mean. Keep digs, man. 
You're not going to, your team's going to look light as can be, bro. It's going to look like a feather coming out of your draft. You're going to look like you, you're going to look like your grandma took your roster, left during the first round, they skipped her pick, and then she came in and drafted Josh Allen early. You know, I love Josh Allen, but literally, you'll look like you missed the first round and still took Josh Allen early. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't, you can't draft with your heart, bro. I know, man. Josh Allen's the truth, though, man. But he, I, I feel, he, I feel you, Smitty. I feel you, man. He is the truth, but you got, you got to draft smart. You know who, you know who might be there for you in round three, Josh Allen. <laughs> so let him go. Unless this is eight points for, per TD pass type of scoring, or ten points per TD pass, or something crazy. Um, even it's six, six points. Six. I mean, but even so, I don't know that you can. I mean, where do you think in your heart of hearts? Where do you think Joe Burrow's going? If you had to guess. Joe, uh, Joe, Joe's gonna probably be there around either four or five. So, so, so if you want, if you want to reach like the reacher of all time, reach for Joe Burrow there. You know what I mean? You get Diggs and Burrow that absolutely crushes Allen. And what do you have? What do you have? If you take, you're gonna, you're gonna have so much more firepower, bro. It's not even close. You got to draft. You got to draft with your logic, not your heart. See my my nemesis, my nemesis. He got McCaffrey, right? And he got he got the fifteen pick. So I know he's gonna take he's gonna take a receiver. Who cares? Come back around and take Josh Allen. Who cares? You you gonna draft around what your buddy's gonna do, or are you gonna draft a win? Let me ask you a question. How many miles away do you live from the from the stadium, bro? Which stadium? The Buffalo Bills Stadium. Lamb in Florida, man. Okay. Because <laughs> I can swear you live like in the building. You know, you can't, you can't, you can't draft with your heart, bro. You can't. And I don't care if, he, I don't care if he's going to take Josh Allen. You take Joe, but you just listen to me say Joe Burrow is the answer. And you're still, you're still wondering where you can reach for Josh Allen. Like if Josh Allen's there in your, with your third pick, take him. But don't take him with your second pick. Don't take you know what? You could take him with your second pick if you had a late second rounder, but you don't. You have a really high second round pick, right? You have the 10 pick, so you're drafting at the top of two. You can't even take Josh Allen there, bro. Yeah, I'm thinking that. I'm thinking that too. I'm thinking that too. If he comes back my way, you're gonna take him in a second. You're gonna take him in a second. You know what I mean? Yeah, look. You no, I'm not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. I mean, not hey, it. at least take him in the second. At least le- promise me this. At least wait till the second round, because then you're gonna have Josh Allen and Diggs again. Okay, you're gonna have Josh Allen and Diggs again. At least if you wait, right in Diggs, you won't keep. I, I don't know. I, my advice is to not. My, my advice is to not do that though. My advice is to get to get Diggs, get Javante, get a, a third, get a Brees Hall, get whoever in the third round. Even in the fourth round, yeah. come in in the fifth round and take take Joe Burrow. And if he's not there in the sixth round, take take Trey Trey Lance Jared. or something. You know you're you're not gonna you're not gonna win if you take Josh Allen too early. I'm telling you that right now. You're gonna you're gonna have a big smile on your face. You're gonna watch your favorite player, but you're going to be giving your money to your nemesis. You're gonna be writing a check to your nemesis, and he's gonna have your number, bro, because he knows how to push your buttons. I'm gonna take Josh Allen if you don't yeah. write him into your first round pick. <laughs> I know, I I know, man. I know, I, yo, I, yo. Josh Allen last year was he was amazing, bro. I just wish, I just wish him and Diggs hit it off last year. Last year was just kind of uh, underwhelming, you know what I mean? Yeah, Diggs, a, a uh, little bit. Diggs, uh, 
a little bit underwhelming. Um, here's a recommendation, which I don't mind either, is you could trade down, bro. You know, trade down and get Josh. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, know. We don't do, yeah, we don't do that. Okay. We don't do that. Well, bro, trust your gut, but I'm telling you right now, also yeah. trust ADP. And trust the fact that, that Burrow is going to be there for you. And in a six-point per TD league, maybe he goes earlier. Maybe he goes top of five. I don't know. He could even go in the fourth round. Who knows? I don't know what your quarterback. You said fourth, fifth, or sixth round, right? So, you know, reach for Burrow a little bit in the fourth round or fifth round in a six-point per TD league. But don't be taking, don't be passing in the opportunity to have Burrow and Diggs versus just having Josh Allen. Yeah. I hear you, Smitty. All right, man. Appreciate you. Call back anytime. I appreciate it. Anytime. All right. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Man. And go get your nemesis. Put him down, bro. All right, later. <laughs> <laughs> I love I, I like him. He was a good dude. And and I and I don't I don't mind the fact that, you know, he he he's you know struggling with with his heart and not drafting with the logic. I mean, it happens, man. It happens. I gotta I gotta go. Appreciate everybody. I gotta run. See you all later.